0: Hey everyone. First off, I would like to say thank you all for your support during this difficult time that we've had. Due to recent medical issues, we hadn't been able to record or produce the podcast for the past few months. But we are coming back into it, though it will be a bit of a slow start. We're going to be releasing episodes as frequently as we are able, trying to do at least once a month, if not two. We'll try and keep you all in the loop as much as we can, and we should be releasing to our patrons again in the coming months, releasing bonus content and additional behind-the-DM screen information. I would also just like to note that this will be the last episode that Nyssa is in, due to complications outside of the podcast itself. However, I will say we are glad to be back, and on that note, on with the show. As always, this is Tony, and with me today are the following
1: players.
2: Hi, this is Bethany, and I'm playing Belinda Walsingham, the Half-Elf Awakened Mystic.
1: Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiba Konshu, the Shidara kai Hexblade Warlock.
2: Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nyssa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue.
3: Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the Human Rogue Fighter.
0: Join us now for Sharpen Quill, Episode 15, I Will Pet the Small Flying Cat. Last time, the party had a talk with Scriv over having killed a humanoid, wrestling with his feelings over how easy it was. Eventually, Scriv decided to take a break and rest away from the Githyanki prisoner, while the rest of the party interrogated them. They learned what they could of Githyanki culture, and the reasons why the Githyanki were raiding the material plane. Learning that fragments of Doc's old story may be true, the party wrap up their interrogation and prepare to hand over the Githyanki to the authorities in Halimian at the end of their airship journey. So, as you continue to progress through the skies, it's a nice cloudy day, sun is very bright, everything is still just a perfect, perfect day. You guys see ahead of you a large plateau, reaching up so high it actually seems to be, the top of which seems to be hidden slightly amongst the clouds. And as you pass through some of those clouds, what appeared to be just plain landscape and barren land on the top of this plateau at first, you see a thriving metropolis. Below you, you see two sets of hexagonal walls that surround buildings that tower high above the plateau. Several towers also seem to be floating in the air above it, on what appear to be smaller clouds or even just hunks of earth. And as you approach one such building, the light from the sun is glinting off of these jade-like walls and a long dock that extends out towards your approaching airship. You approach uh, this massive monolith of what appears to be green jade. It's engraved with various runes along the side and just shimmers in the sunlight as you approach this dock that has just been extending out towards you. You see your airship just calmly come to rest against it and shudder slightly, even as if like on a ship, you know, how you hit the dock. You just softly comes to a rest. A gangplank is lowered and Captain Farron just comes up to, you. well, welcome to Halimion. If you'll follow me out this way and he'll just go down the gangplank.
2: We clear- Are we going back with him or are we just?
0: You have not clarified.
2: Okay, we'll leave it open. We don't know how long we're staying. All right, so we'll follow him.
0: So, you start to follow him down, and as he starts to walk ahead, he's like, Where are my babies? Where are they? Oh, and as he's walking, you see a couple of elven figures approaching him, each with, like, these leashes that they kind of unclip, and you see three cats that unfurl their wings and fly
1: out towards him. What? So he's allowed to walk his pets, but I can't? Hmm. Yours is also a dragon, and everyone's still kind of- They have wings,
2: too! Actually, the thought of having a flying cat is utterly terrifying the more you think about it. Imagine your cats, but with with verticality beyond what they <laughs> have now.
0: <laughs> you see one kind of fly around his head before landing on his shoulder and starts to just purr loudly. Another one just like flies towards his hands and lets him like pick her up and just kind of like smooshes its face against his. A third one is just like rubbing against his legs and then kind of just sniffs the air a little bit. Pause over to where you are, Nissa.
2: Oh! No! Oh no, protect your mouse.
0: <laughs> and you just hear, Clever, Clever, come back, Clever. No, no, you know you're not supposed to antagonize our guests. That's
2: not clever. No! <laughs> back.
0: Oh no, that's, I'm sorry, that's clever, this is courage, and this is candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost.
2: I'll say to him, Edward, uh, though, we just have cats.
0: Oh, you don't have Tressums. They're lovely little darlings. He's just scratching one under the chin.
2: They're something else.
3: I was never allowed to have pets. The closest was Zook.
0: Clever kind of flaps its wings and, like, walks over to you. Scriven just smells you a little bit, rubs it against your leg, and
3: just. I want one.
2: I'll look at the cat and say, no, thank you. And nod emphatically at it, like, no.
3: Wait, are they intelligent? I don't know. Hello? Thank you for. Can I pet? It angles its head, rubs against your
0: leg again, and then paws towards your hand. Okay, I will I will pet the small flying cat. It kind of like flaps its wings to get up to your hand at first, before you kneel down to pet it. They're quite intelligent creatures. They fully understand everything you're saying. The one that you said no to, Belinda, is just still staring at you.
2: I'm not losing the staring contest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> still eventually goes over to Akiva. Yes! <laughs> I will affectionately love all over the cats.
0: Oh, they like you. Well, I need to go and get home and get ch- changed and all that. You know, flying is fantastic, but it ah, just does something with my hair. I can't do anything quite with it. Please feel free to go enjoy the city. Well, you want to stop by, you know, uh, the Visitor's Center in here, and they'll get your paperwork all signed for your visitor's badges in Halemian and get you all set up. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. They'll also uh, provide you with a map of the city.
3: Would you know where Halimian's Requiem is it looks like a big city it is uh you'll be looking for the upper grove ward that's where you'll find Halimian's requiem thank you
0: if you're looking for a place to stay look for the lion's ward most adventurers tend to go there
3: it's fabulous very quaint very simple but nature all over i have plenty more questions about the city but i'll save that for the visitor center thank you for the ride
0: Absolutely, please. Let me know. I'll be in town for a few days, but if you happen to be flying anywhere else, I'm always looking for people to hire on, take around, and you were such a fantastic bunch. Helped me so much. And as he looks over his shoulder and you see several of his men escorting the Githyanki away.
3: What happened to the Githyanki?
0: He's going away. Anyways, if you're looking for good food, Lion's District. If you're looking for a good place to rest, Lion's Ward. Those are the two main places you want to be looking for. But... If you're looking for research, nothing better than Upper Grove Ward. Magically inclined, we have the High Orb Ward. There's schools for all sets there for all sorts of research on the arcane, if you're interested. And I can go on and on and on and on and on if you let me.
2: I think we're good, uh, especially since you provided a map. So Mm -hmm. enjoy your time with your pets.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Darlings, please. And they fly up
1: around him as he starts to proceed away.
2: It does make sense to have pets with wings if you are on an airship. Should have seen that coming.
1: Is it weird that I want to just, like, stick my face in one of those pets? They were really floofy, and it seems like it'd be really fun just to, like... Huff a cat? Not to huff a cat!
3: <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> He's the one who's
1: going on about putting his face in a cat and breathing deep, like... It's not even about the smell, it's about feeling the fluffiness on my face. Just, mm. Mm, Fluffy cat. You know, you understand I need one now, right? You understand Akiva is going to see if he can find one now, right? Have fun. They might be around. No pets. But No pets.
0: So as you guys are arriving, you do see there is an elven woman who just gestures for you to follow her. Uh, You are brought to a side chamber. Everything even within this is kind of crystalline in shape and form to mimic the jade. Some of it is may actually be made of jade others seem to be just the artwork and design oh is this customs yes yeah (laughs) this is the fancy customs because if you're paying for an airship to get here you got money
2: oh yeah what are we wearing i think we just wore our regular clothes we could have worn our shift weave but we didn't know what other people are wearing what is she wearing she seems like a normal person like she wouldn't be super dressed up so what is she wearing
0: she is wearing a fairly like elegant looking breastplate with slight bits of blue and silver to it but the remainder of the outfit seems to be bits of uh, green and a little black to like the sleeves and the pants that she has so you approach a uh elven woman uneven golden hair dark amber eyes she is seems to be just waiting for you she has several papers and a few small uh circular discs on her desk welcome to her uh, what is the nature of your visit today?
2: Oh, we're traveling for business. We're here to visit Halimian's Requiem.
0: She kind of flicks the quill out of her hand, and you see it start to fill out the, this little form that's there. You're here to visit Halimian's Requiem. Excellent. Is there someone in particular that
3: you will be visiting,
0: or is it more of simple research in the main halls of the building?
3: We're here to visit Award, one of the researchers.
0: Pengolod, the A-word, yes. Uh, uh, Pengolod, by the way, is Elvish for teacher, for all of you who speak Elvish. But it seems to be the form of a title here. Pengolod. Uh, very well, that is perfectly within the uh, jurisdictions that visitors are allowed to attend.
2: Is there anywhere we're not allowed to go? Uh,
0: you may enter any of the districts, but the High Orb District... Tends to have several schools there that you must be a student to attend and enter.
2: Oh, okay. We didn't know that. This is our first time visiting.
0: Of course, it's no problem. Um, You also will want to avoid the Moor Borough, as that is a uh, guarded area with the Bastille as our uh, prison.
2: The whole area is a prison?
0: It is the guard homes and prisons where many of our security reside. Most do not like visitors to the city unless they are invited.
2: Well, I don't think we have any particular business there ourselves.
0: And you already have the prerequisite entry papers for Solana, correct?
2: I'll hand over, I guess, our visas, basically.
0: Okay. She'll take a look through them and just confirm that everything's in order. That all looks good to me. She hands them back to you. And she's for uh, these small disks that seem to be like nine separate towers that all converge in a, and then a circular pin to it. Just, uh, if you hold this on your person, it uh, will allow you to gain access to our travel gates.
2: Oh, that are up here that take you down to the surface?
0: Yes, and we have several uh, that are on the surface as well that can help you travel quicker around the city. Uh, there's usually a queue to travel through as many people, uh, it's very busy. Okay. And she will hand each of you one of these discs.
2: And I said we return these when we exit?
0: Yes, once you, uh, wherever you intend to exit the city from, uh, just please make sure to drop these off, and we will finalize paperwork, and assuming everything is well, you will simply be able to go on your way, as long as you do not cause any trouble within the
2: city. Is that a major concern with your visitors?
0: It is always a concern within our visitors and with our own people. Uh, We are very careful with every person within our city. And we are quite strict with our raw laws
1: and regulations. I'll lean back to Nyssa. Uh, I was looking around and not paying attention. What are these? Are these trackers? They're not trackers, although
2: I wouldn't put that past them. No, they're they're just going to give us access to the city. That's all. Telepathically, they're probably trackers. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thank you. Sorry. What was your name?
0: Ingheed. And she will hand out maps to you, to each of you as well.
2: Ah, thank you. Well, uh, you're beautifully dressed, by the way, I'm afraid. Are we dressed inappropriately for visiting your city?
1: No, we have visitors of all kinds to the city. Of all kinds. We're of the of all kinds now. Hey, you literally went to the country of snobby elves. <laughs> no,
2: I know. <laughs> just very well played Tony. It was like the subtlest of shade.
1: <laughs> Although I will say my normal attire uh, looks pretty ostentatious anyways. <laughs>
2: Mine does not. <laughs> Nissa's like, I'm clean. What do you want from me? <laughs> Griv looks less like a hobo, basically. And Belinda is dressed like the most boring basic person that ever existed. On purpose. <laughs>
0: on one of the maps she'll kind of pause before giving the last map out is there uh, any places that uh, any uh, how long do you plan to stay within the city?
2: Probably a day or two not long we're planning to return to Ashmolyn
0: Well I'm not sure if uh, you have been told but we have several fine inns for adventurers such as yourselves to and she'll gesture towards the Lion's Ward district in the Lion's Ward depending on the kind of accommodations that you're used to uh, we have the Topaz Flail, a lovely building. The Lightning Staff, a little bit more uh, fanciful quiet. And the Sapphire Wand, if you have the means.
2: Okay, well, thank you very much. We'll consider options. Uh, what what sort of things do you have for entertainment here?
0: We have uh, two such theaters that are lovely this uh, time of year. Uh, currently...
2: We heard uh, Eadwood would be performing?
0: And she pull, uh, opens up the desk, pulls out a book, e- And just says, Edwin, and starts to flip open. He said, an entertainer? Yes. He performs, ah, in the Lake Village District at the House of Lights. That is what you're looking for. That's funny, that place. It wasn't too long ago that we had uh, the Fairy Lire
1: perform. What
2: what does that translate to in Elvish Tony?
1: The
0: Phantom of Song.
1: Wow. You know I have to go now, right? (laughs) (laughs) he
0: is uh, a bit of a troublemaker, but the the, fan- or the spirit or the phantom, whatever, of song has eluded such authority so far, but he's caused no true harm, but uh, they say he is a spirit of the theater.
1: And they'll never see him coming?
0: Well, that's what it seems. He has avoided such confrontations with our guards of the city, but does so in such a beautiful and extravagant matter. We can- I mean...
2: Sorry, so you're the city's very focused on security and safety, except for talented criminals.
0: We will still uh, capture them.
2: What were his crimes?
0: Destruction of property.
2: What did he destroy?
0: A few sh- a cup chandelier here, a few uh, benches there. It's all for the flair of his performance, apparently. Now the guard is still on the lookout for him, but he attacks so sporadically that it's hard to capture him.
2: Are you a bit of a fan?
0: I happen to be at one of his performances. It was fantastic.
2: You're a fan of his art.
0: You have to admire someone who is such a artiste in whatever craft that they do. Naturally. A perfectionist. It's the way that most of Solana is. Our businesses all focus on perfecting a skill and we tend to strive for such endeavors.
3: And the rest of the world doesn't, apparently. Wow.
0: We have centuries to practice.
2: You're not the first person to say that to us.
0: Apologies. I'm reminiscing on the Fere Lire. Is there anything else?
3: No, thank you. You've been very helpful.
0: Well, please let me know if there's anything. You uh, can return here as well by the pins. It will be the Jade Gateway.
2: Thank you. All right. Well, have a wonderful day.
0: And you as well. And she'll gesture to uh, a side chamber. You'll see a door that you can go through to enter in uh, what appears to be kind of a similar room to to Tenebris's own portal room. Uh, but when you walk in, you see there are about a dozen different gates, each with its own symbol, and then writing above it to say what district.
2: So we parked in Goofy, is what you're saying, right? Like, so Yes, one... <laughs> we
3: parked in Jade. Yeah. <laughs> we parked in Jade. I would like to give the hand signal for telepathy.
2: Sure, I will open the, open the telep- telepathic call.
3: Jeez, your dad was not kidding about this place.
2: No, I feel like he was very clear at the same time. I, he
3: undersold I, it.
2: Yeah, It has been a few years. Perhaps things have become more so?
3: That was the person who's supposed to be the first impression to anyone showing up. They're obligated to be polite, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's the most politeness we're going
2: to probably get. Okay. Apparently we look like ragamuffins or something.
3: Yeah, and? I
2: don't want to get dunked on by every elf we talk to.
3: Is there a bathroom where we can change, Mr. DM?
2: Sure.
0: If you guys are changing, what are the new clothes that you have?
2: Have we seen any more people? I just want to try to wear what other people are wearing, but slightly nicer.
0: Part of it is to see more people, you would have to go down to the surface. Okay,
2: let's go down to the surface and then look for the chance to change.
0: Uh, Where are you headed? What ward?
2: Oh, I think we should head to the Upper Grove Ward first and, you know, pursue our primary quest.
0: Okay. As you guys head towards the Upper Grove Ward uh, and travel through the arcane gates that forms as you approach, you find yourselves rapidly teleported down to the city. Coming out of the gateway, you first notice large trees and a beautiful, well-tended garden. You do see several people dressed in very nice, uh, those simple work clothes, tan pants, green shirts, just moving about, and you see them just tending to the grove. You see several buildings just on the outskirts of uh, your vision at the edges of this garden. Uh, The first one you notice is a massive cathedral-esque building. Large domed uh, caps to it. These domes cap this building and seem to cast like a large shadow just on the edges of this garden. You, based off of where you were told on the map, this is Halimian's Requiem. Dead that are in front of you. A few of the people walking through, you do see many that are wearing blue and green robes, and a few scattered about that are wearing these purple robes with little gold trim on the edge.
2: Okay. Those seem like maybe uniforms if many people are wearing particular colors, so we will not dress ourselves in a uniform until we know what it means.
0: Beyond that, scattered amongst all these people, you do see a few that aren't in what are clearly more like gardener's outfits. But many people here still wear robes rather than just common clothes. Um, Simple, well-made silk looking uh, in this area, but of varying degrees of color. The big thing is that it's all very colorful.
2: Is there some sort of public, like, changing room?
0: Yes, you guys can find a simple changing room where you can go and switch outfits. What are you guys wearing then?
2: Something that's kind of, I guess, the the greatest amalgamation of what we've seen for me. For Colorful robes? Sure. We're just trying to blend in, honestly. So we're now dressed in fancy, shiny silks. And Akiva's wearing...
1: Basically, I'm basically covered in a dark, coated cloak. <laughs> yeah, Akiva stands out.
2: So how are you fancy at all? You're just wearing...
1: It's, it's basically a jacket and pants, but it's all black again.
0: So as Akiva comes out, see a female uh, elf in... Again, nice, simple breastplate, just look over at you kind of as she's walking by, pauses, starts to walk straight for you, Akiva, just comes up to you, just short and thick auburn hair, and just, what is your name? Why? Excuse me, a visitor to Halimian, as a guard of the city, I am requesting your name.
1: Well, you should have started with, hi, I am a guard. Uh, I am requesting your name. My name is Akiva Kanchu. Perhaps you should come with me, then,
0: due to this hostility that you are treating with the guards of the city.
2: I'll step in. Sorry, excuse me. We, we just arrived, and we're trying to get the lay of the land. My apologies. Is there something we can assist you with?
0: I'm simply concerned that this individual is so hostile to guards of the city, considering we are simply trying to protect its people and its visitors.
1: I did not know you were a guard.
0: Well, your voice does not match... The description I've heard, so it cannot be him.
2: Sorry, who are you looking for?
0: The fairy Lyre. Oh, the Apergus. Tends ghost. to prefer to dress all in black and conceal their face. Uh, might I see your face? Sir? Sorry,
2: I can show you our, our paperwork. Uh, it's all in order. My friend here is also a performer. You know, he has the artistic temperament. Roll persuasion. Natural 20, so 26.
0: She pulls her eyes away from Akiva and then just goes over the paper. My apologies. I did not mean to accost your friend. I am simply maintaining the peace within the city.
2: We're just here to do some research. uh, and We're hoping to take it some entertainment because my friend here is an entertainer, as I mentioned. Uh, We did not know about this particular concern uh, for the city security until uh, we heard about it from uh, one of the customs agents. (laughs) Sure.
0: Of course. I completely understand. Please... Enjoy your time within Halimian, and just don't antagonize authority.
2: Because of how quickly this became a small issue here, is there something you could give us to indicate that we've been vetted so we don't have to go through this again?
0: The simplest thing to do would be not disguise your face and wear all black.
3: One final thing, is there a way we can determine that we're speaking with an officer of the law? Maybe that would clear up some of the confusion. We see that there are a number of different uniforms, and not being natives...
0: Well, if you are looking for an officer of the law, look for the breastplate. It is designed to mimic the image of Mithril.
2: I'll say, well, thank you so much for your time. We are looking forward to our time in the city.
0: Enjoy yourselves. um, Take in the sights. Be careful around the uh, House of Lights Mm -hmm. as, well, you may be mistaken again wearing that.
1: I will change. Thank you for the advice. She'll
0: just nod politely, return the paperwork and be on her way.
2: Just quick telepathic conversation. I think we might need to disguise Akiva, but not with magic. It's been done before. I think we might need to do it again.
1: I have another outfit I'm going to change into as well.
2: No, for your mask. I think it's your mask that's the problem, not your clothes.
3: We could probably touch it up so he looks more wood elven rather than high elf. Yeah, that might be wise.
2: Can they do a quick uh, wood elf disguise on Akiva and he changes into his, what are we calling this new outfit? Opera outfit. Sounds good.
0: With a little bit of... Purple jacket, a white vest, some gold trimming. So can someone do a disguise kit check for me? Either one each of you or one with advantage.
2: If I assist, Scriv.
0: Cool.
3: 19.
0: Looks good. You guys have had some practice working on uh, doing makeup for Akiva,
1: so. I feel very shiny and it's weird and I don't like it.
3: You're not the only
2: one. I'll just say I need to slip away a moment or two. I'm sorry. Is it going okay? Working. Oh, Okay.
0: So while Nyssa scurries off into the crowd, are the rest of you guys heading into the Hellamian's Requiem?
2: I mean, it's like right in front of us, basically, yes. right?
0: You guys just went to a side building to change and then-
2: We use the public restroom.
0: So you approach the building and see these 50-foot-high metal doors that, as you approach, just open for you on their own. Scriv, this has a feel almost like it is an old giant building rather than just a regular humanoid building. There's a size here that just doesn't make sense for its construction.
3: And it is the oldest city on the continent, so that would make sense.
0: That they may have repurposed giant
3: ruins and structures for themselves. These buildings tower hundreds of feet up. Does that mean that there might be an underground, like within the plateau itself? It's
0: possible. As you enter, you see a large open entry hall with uh, three separate floating chandeliers, each topped with just a glowing orb to light the area. Towards the back of the room you see a grand staircase that splits off to the left and right uh, to a second floor and uh, rooms beyond. Directly in front of you you see a like 50 foot wide oak desk with Dozens of these elven figures wearing robes of blue and green approaching it, and a few figures behind the desk wearing robes of purple with gold trim. You get a few looks as you come in, kind of, and you do speak elvish, so you do catch a couple of words of just like, that's not the uniform, but it's, he's not wearing the robes of it, but is, is he a student?
1: Who are the, who are they eyeing?
0: Scriv. It seems like they're just confused because he's wearing the colors of a student but not the robes. We can use this. But you see several people just waiting by these this front desk. You can wait for a few minutes and someone will be basically open up so you can approach the counter.
3: While we're making our way and we're overhearing people discussing things, can I spend the minute to pick up the local dialect manner of speaking of Halimia? Yeah, you can listen around
0: you. Okay. There's a very highbrow tone to everything. It's very posh. Everyone is.
2: I mean, Snobby Elf Number Two, whose name we actually did learn, but I've already forgotten, probably studied here. So it's not the first time you've heard this. It's just so much of it.
0: So you get to the front and you see a uh, male elf, narrow face, thin black hair and light gray eyes. And you just, what brings you to Halimian's Requiem?
3: I was looking to speak with Pengalod Aword.
0: Ah, Award, and how do you know Pangolot?
3: We have a common associate, and also would seek to do research on the same subject. Very okay, well, one moment. He waved his hand.
0: Pangolot Award, you have visitors at the front counter. Please approach as quickly as you can. Think. So, he will be approaching you shortly. Thank you. If you would mind waiting, and he to corner by the main entrance. Of course. After a few minutes, so you do see an elven figure approaching, uh, bright red hair. And after a moment or two, you do see that he has one blue eye and one gold eye. And his ears in particular are quite prominent for an elf. Longer and more pointed. uh, Almost fey-like. Not a ladrin, but he might have some heritage. Overall, he is wearing the purple and gold of that you saw also behind the counter. But they look a little less kept up. Like, he doesn't care so much about his appearance as much. And he kind of, like, scans the room and sees you over in the corner and comes over. Uh, Pangolod uh, Award, how can I assist you?
3: Is there a place where we can speak more in private? There's a sensitive matter that we wish to discuss with you. Uh,
0: Very well. um, Follow me to my my research uh, station, uh, please. And he'll start to go back towards the staircase. You guys go up the staircase, follow it around to this uh, small hallway that then opens up into the largest library you have ever seen. (laughs) The actual bookshelves stretch so high, and there's actually a little bit of a glow on the ceiling that seems to hide the very top shelves of the books. How does it compare
1: with the Library of Tenebris?
0: It is much bigger.
1: Please tell me there's just a big bell ladder. Yes, several.
0: Also, you notice a few, like, little floating disks. You notice some people literally just floating on the air. Um, There are tables scattered every 50 to 60 feet or so, where you notice a few people sitting and reading. Uh, There are gaps between the bookcases that seem to, again, just kind of stretch for, like, dozens of feet to the side as you are proceeding down, like, this main uh, avenue right now. One thing, and... Scriv and Blinda, you two pick up on this with your passives. One thing that like throws you off for a split second as you're walking through is you see people flipping pages at the tables and desks, but there is no sound coming from it.
2: That's amazing. This is the best library in the world. <laughs> no shushing required is what you're saying in this library.
0: Uh, you do notice there are also guards in here.
2: All right. Well, we continue to follow a
0: So you continue to follow. He goes past many bookcases-
3: stutter for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll push yeah, him. Come on. Okay, Let's go. Yeah. Come on.
0: You can read later. It's perfect. It's beautiful. He goes, uh, starts to make a few turns. He maintains like eye contact back on you guys. Make sure you're still following him, uh, till you reach what looks like an archway that is uh, just a black wall. As you approach, he, uh, reaches under his, uh, robes and pulls out an uh, iron pendant kind of just holds it towards the door and whispers some sort of incantation, and it shifts into what looks like a room with a fine desk, a hearth in the back corner, uh, there are several bookcases along the side walls. He steps through, and there's a brief moment as he kind of steps across the threshold, you see it like shimmer slightly, but then you see him on the other side. Step through as well. You feel like you passed through some sort of curtain but you don't see anything other than that feeling as you all step through. How private do you want it? Because I can close the door.
3: Yes, please do.
0: Okay. And he says an incantation and it seems to seal into... It looks like a door, actually, from this side of a like beautifully well-furnished study, but you don't see or hear anything beyond it anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm from Orenthal. Usually we mean something different when we say door, but this seems like it'll do.
0: Sorry, powerful spell. You don't know Demiplane. And looks at all of you.
2: I'm not a caster.
0: Usually reserved for pengolods in general uh, for our research, we are assigned a particular demiplane where we can research in peace. We're given certain special benefits to it, as well as privacy.
1: I will just be crossing my arms and nodding with an unfounded air of understanding. Telepathic link, please.
2: Yes, I'll open the telepathic link.
1: How in-depth are we going? Oh,
0: he intrudes upon your minds. Sorry, you can speak telepathically. Uh, defensive measure within my demiplane.
3: We opened a telepathic link and he joined the call. But
2: it's not magical.
0: Uh, any telepathic communication? I
2: would assume you would just suppress it.
0: Sorry, you're friends and sometimes it's better if people don't know that they're being observed in my room.
2: Do you check on people's thoughts generally?
0: It's not so much, a checking on their thoughts necessarily. It's more if they're actively trying to communicate with each other and plan something against me. It's a precaution. Researchers are always vying to undermine one another.
3: Okay. A-Word. Yes. My name is Shannon Whitecliffe. I am a researcher over in Orenthal. This is my associate, Belinda Walsingham, another researcher. Hello. I give a nervous look over to Belinda.
2: Sorry, A-Word, we're We have something that's rather significant we want to ask for your advice about, but we don't have any reason to trust you. Except for we have no other option right now. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: I'm a researcher here at Halimian's Requiem. I tend to look into, uh, usually, like, my curiosity personally is divine magic and how does it work if it's granted by the gods versus just manipulation of the weave as well as other such uh, blessings from deities. They're, they're highly powerful beings, but how does that magic work
3: in comparison to like arcane magic? What research have you done into uh, ancient texts with regard to the gods, like ages before, before the age of the dragons and
0: goliaths? Well, there's not really texts um, during that time that we found. There are usually a lot of issues with the drow and the separation and all of that time period that we lost a lot of our research. But uh, there are basically like discussions of the gods having walked on Nabrasil for a time in its creation and all of that. We just don't have written record.
2: So you must be looking into what's happening with the gods right now.
0: Yes, actively. Uh, Myself and an ally of mine.
2: Do you know Zidavir Droverson?
0: She was the headmistress at uh, Zoxiara's, right?
2: No, uh, Arborshade Academy.
0: Mm. That's odd. I could have sworn I met a Zinevere Droverson in Orenthal a century ago? Must have the wrong name.
2: So, who is your associate you mentioned?
0: My associate is this cleric of Lidire, Grey Castle, he goes by. Uh, where is he? He tends to go on little expeditions for me. He's more of a go-getter than I am. I tend to just gather the research here.
3: How much research have you done into the Age of Separation? Uh, a lot. Um, there was a big messy time period,
0: various different beliefs, not just necessarily of the deities, but my focus is on how the divine magic works, which wasn't a big thing in the Age of Separation, but I mean, it did contribute.
3: Have you ever seen an artifact like this? And I pull out my sketch of the Silver Keep artifact. The Soul Collector, I think it's called. He takes
0: a look. It, you have arcane ruins, but these are symbols and runes that I haven't seen before. The design is necrotic in nature, but there's a combination with something else. It's not divine magic, but this. A name I, I saw. Uh, Zamyar or something or other. There was uh, some supposed ruins where they had a city that focused on, like, divine magic and, like, tried to bottle it into items. Where was this? Somewhere to the west. Like, there's rumors that it's either, like, maybe in the Nephene hidden somewhere, because, you know, Meliomne is all hidden and no one knows where that is. There's rumors that it's over actually in the Rigorum somewhere, but I'm not 100% sure on that. The rumors that I read was basically that they were trying to siphon the power of the gods away from
3: them. Then I would nod and start looking in my pack for the reach of those currently beyond us. The book written by Vodaran Sumyar.
0: Oh, this. Huh. Okay. So uh, let's see. I mean, it's taking me a little bit to read through this. Is there anything in particular
3: in this that I should be reading? You may find that it has an interesting commentary regarding the power that warring gods could wield on a plane of existence. Yeah, we'd be gone.
0: (laughs) We don't really have the power to contend with gods. I mean, you you know, ask Thoven Arbush, maybe he could go toe to toe with a god because you know he's crazy. But
2: we we know Thoven.
0: He like freezes in place as he's pointing to the book and just looks up at you.
3: You're holding a book written possibly by the Emperor of the Zomyar Empire.
0: His hand moves a little bit further from the book.
2: What? We can trust your discretion on this, right?
0: I'm not gonna say anything. I mean, I keep all my research to myself. I'm not gonna share anybody else's secrets. I try to be honorable in my- It kind of looks like when you don't initially respond, like, right away. He's. Like, I try to be honorable in my research. I don't try to underhand anybody.
1: I know I have the whole, like, detect thoughts thing up, but- you're, yeah, you have to take precautions. We understand.
0: Most people are suspicious here. Other researchers trying to steal.
1: We ourselves have some sensitive information, which is why we wanted to discuss first about how much we were going to share with you. It's not paranoia if you're right. You know Thovin? Yeah. Yes.
2: He sent us to Ashmelin. and then we came here. So feel free to go ahead and peruse the book.
0: This is going to take me a little bit to look through.
3: I pull out a couple of my own personal notes and areas that I've highlighted for cross-reference, and I also pull out a couple of the other books that we have. uh, When the High Fall, Elder Days, I do not show him Salvador's book.
2: Well, would we be allowed to check out the library while you're reading?
0: Yeah, uh, you can check out anything in the main library. If you also want, just, uh, you can check out any points of the bookshelves behind any of my books. I mean, it's on various How Divine Magic influences in our world, and- theories as to, you know, manipulating, enhancing, stopping all that, but...
2: That seems incredibly interesting and useful, I will take you up on that.
0: Points to the back shelf. And if there's anything else, uh, research, I can at least direct you towards what bookshelf it's on. It stares at
1: all of you.
3: If there's anything regarding the Yar or any... He said there were theories about draining or containing divine energies. If there's a way that we can figure out how the Essence Collector works... Those books, Divine Powers, Manipulation,
0: Draining. I'll gesture to like a lore yeah, the bookshelf. I'll check those out. Um Essence Collector with the n- Nec I don't know what these other runes are, but the necromancy thing. Uh, and he'll start to like tell you where what bookshelf to look for. Okay. Cool. And that is where we're gonna leave this episode for today.
2: Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website, DndRaw.com. And feel free to email any questions to our DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to support us, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Thank you for joining us on our adventures.